guys are pros. You thinking what I'm thinking, partner? Aim for the bushes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, how are you, buddy? I'm fine. You look so golfed up right now. Uh, well, polo and a hat, yes. It's <laughs> fair. Um, <laughs> you look super golfy, bro. What's going on, man? How, dude? So I'm, I I leave the country and you just start going viral on on social media. Man, it was the best week ever. It was the best week of my life, probably. Besides when my kids are born, if that happens at some point. Um, Wait, can we, are there no comments yet? Or we just haven't seen. I can't see the comments. There's no comments. Okay, no comments. Um, people are not fired up. People, are, they need to be fired up. We got a good show. They need to be fucking. You know, it's been a long week. I've been, I've been itching to get this thing out. I mean, I had to do out. Some, huh? You should get that. Oh, it's out. hives. I'm sure yeah. it's hives. It goes. Most of that goes away anyway. Actual, actual quote from my doctor one time uh, <laughs> when I was 27. Don't worry about it, Chris. Most of that stuff goes away anyway. That's not what you're supposed to say, man. Um, Most? anyway, no, it was like, yeah, like it was the best week ever. Um, I had several things that went viral, but also we made a lot of headway. We had people, uh, what's up from Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> we had, we had, fuck it. I'll just say it. We had, uh, people offer to buy the podcast. We had three people offer to buy the podcast. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Value is a fun thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kevin Barry's fired up. Go Cats. I love it. Let's go, Kevin Barry. Thanks, Matthew Morris. Um, from Panama City. God, I wish I was in Panama City. But yeah, so it was a great week. Um, tough weekend. Grandpa uh, Grandpa passed away, which was, I mean, not great, I guess. I, I will say this. I want to tell a funny story. Because um, somebody was like, hey, man, do you have any good stories about your grandpa? Which I was like, I don't know if you should be reaching out and asking that. But okay. Um, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Robert St. Jean's in the building. So somebody was asking what is like my favorite story for my grandpa. So I feel like I told this before. When I was like nine, he took us us grandkids to go see a movie. Okay. And I was like, I want to go see Tom and Huck because I'm nine. And that's an age-appropriate film. And he took everyone else to go see Heat. Have you ever seen Heat? Heat. With Al Pacino. Pacino. No, I haven't seen that. It's not, for it's not for nine-year-olds. It's not for nine-year-olds. I don't think Al Pacino has ever been in a movie that's for nine-year-olds. No, no. Not even as a voice character. Um, but yeah, it was a locked on Kentucky. We met them last week. They, well, you weren't there, but they were oh. awesome. They were awesome. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. They, But no, it was like, it was a whole, it was like a whole thing. So we ended up going there. And I remember, so like me and my grandpa weren't super close. This has been tough because it's like my mom's last parent. She's not been dealing with it great. But anyway, so, but one thing that he did that was great was he brought us grandkids together. Because I remember telling this story. I was like, man, Tom and Huck is like an hour and a half movie. Heat is like significantly longer than that. Right. And like most movies don't start at the same time. So I had to go sit at the end of the movie, just sit out in the fucking waiting room and play like, Area 51 by myself. Shout out to that game. That game was awesome. That was a great game. Um, Second great only game. to Time Crisis 2, maybe. What is that? Time Crisis? You never played Time Crisis. Hit us up in the no. comment section if you played Time Crisis. 
I mean, I'm terrible with time management skills. I don't feel like I'd be good at that game. No, it's like, uh, you know, you had the guns and coming through. Yeah. And you probably not appropriate time? these days. No, no, you couldn't do don't. any of that kind of stuff. Don't. <laughs> don't. Is that what it says? Don't. No, that's from uh, Pineapple Express. Anyways. Okay. Anyway, so um, now that I'm thinking about the story's not that great. Anyway, the whole story was I was like telling somebody, I was like, you know, it, it was, uh, I had to sit outside and I was always like resentful about that because I was like, man, I had to go sit in this fucking like waiting room for like an hour and a half afterwards. And so I remember telling my cousins about this like years later after a comedy show I did, we were all getting beers and they're like, you know what's fucked up about that? You don't even know is that he made us watch that. And it was it, the movie had already started. So he made us watch the end, sit through the credits, then like the previews and then the beginning. So we like caught up to the, Damn. to the full movie. And I was like, Oh, but it ended up being something we all laughed about later in life. So now that we've lost enough viewers, we can move on. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your grandpa. It's all good. Um, that's what old people do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what should I get? Get her a coffin. I don't know. Um, well, I found it fantastic to see yeah. on my Twitter timeline, not coming from you, not coming from any of my friends, but like retweeted from I don't even know who you asking Brian Kelly questions. And uh, Sam. Yeah, and Pittman. Uh, I had to. I had to. You know, someone tweeted about it. A reporter asked, you know, about the record. I said, uh, I quote tweeted, and I said that reporter is big, big J journalist Chris Marler of the Cultural Ball and Sister Podcast. But anyways, I, I will say we cool. met some really cool people there this whole weekend, and um, like the guys from Locked On Kentucky, guys from Locked On Auburn, even were kind of fun. They were super nice, um, which I know comes as a shock. Uh, because of the name I mentioned with Auburn. But no, it was a great time. I saw Michael Bratton there, Chris Gordy. Had a blast with Gordy, man. Um, we we had – the after hours this year was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun because, dude, it's like we were – like the hotel is where I used to work. So, like this whole thing was like really two jobs. Like cause I used to work at the Hall of Fame and here. And, and the Hall of Fame just – Continuing with the theme of not taking me seriously in this this role offered me my old job, <laughs> like during the week. They're like, if you want to come host Saturday tailgates uh, with the kids on Saturdays, just let us know. And I was like, okay, we'll talk about it for sure. <laughs> so we'll see you down there on the, the Saturday yeah. in the fall. Yeah, right. Um, all right, where do we start? There's a lot of fun stuff. Um, there's some Tennessee news. <laughs> there's yeah. some uh, Alabama news. Kirby Smart's talking about moving the Florida-Georgia game. Where do we want to yeah. start? Well, let's start with the Tennessee things. I think that's probably the most topical situation, right? And let's also, um, if you guys have stuff that we're, we're not talking about in the in the comment section, let us know as well, um, and, and we'll go from there. I think, uh, <laughs> so I think, I think there's stuff in, like, Pat Forty came out with this, um, oh, Trevor Gars is here, this mother... Got a college station fan. Um, no, I want to talk about that. I want we. I want to talk about the Jimbo thing again with you because people were calling you out personally about like, where's your friend Tyler Hook, man? I was like, my co-host, my brother, my fucking <laughs> partner in crime, bro. Is that what you're you talking about? You say something about him. You say something about me. Yeah, exactly. And if you say that, I don't know what comes next. Then, um, then yeah. Then fuck you. I don't mean that. What, don't mean what, that what was it? What were they saying? Let's go. Oh, they were just you guys in the comment section tonight. Let's go. They were saying how you've gained weight, and you were kind of. I think the exact <laughs> words were like they kept they kept calling you an LBB, 
which I was like, oh, long, long, broad lover or something. I don't know. It, but it was like, no, it meant little bitch boy. They kept calling me oh, little bitch damn. boy. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I was, like, I was like, that's a lot of haters was, out there. It was actually your parents. So that was kind of about oh, damn. Too. Yeah, they've um, been saying that for years. <laughs> no, they were, uh, we were talking about um, this stuff with Jimbo. Cause like, I don't know if you know this, but I forgot my credentials on Thursday. You did tell me that. Yeah, it was a tough day. Which is good. Um, I mean, it's not what you want to do, but. You want to finish strong. And some people did. <laughs> but but no, just the stuff with the Jimbo comments, they were like, Where's your little where's your little friend Tyler? Where's he has he got anything to say about about uh what do you call it? Um is that a fucking corgi trip, Durden? Um looks like a fox. Okay. Oh, we do need to talk about that's a good point. Trip brings up a good point. And guys, again, like you know how ADD I am and, and all that kind of stuff. If there's other topics that we need to talk about, throw them in the comment section. Trip already brings up a good one. We'll we'll add those to the end. How about the Big Ten commissioner pretending they're leading the way with realignment? Do you see this? I did not see this. I, oh, I was out of the man. country during many good media days, unfortunately. So it was tough to keep up. This was which today. is why we're talking. So, oh, good. No. Oh. Um, Big Ten media days started, which I'm like every part of it. I'm not part of I'm sure part of this is because I hate the Big Ten. But it just seems like such a second class event. Like, I mean, bottom deck of the Titanic type of fucking bullshit compared to the SEC media days. It like everything about it was like just from the graphic designs in the background, it looked fucking terrible. Interesting. So, okay, well, we'll get into that. But let's yeah. get to the Jimbo stuff. I want to know why I'm LBB. Well, we don't the Jimbo stuff. It's just what he said. Like, what were your reactions to seeing some? What well, you said there's like there's like we're no, fine now. We're water friends. on the bridge. Yeah, it was, so I respect the man after you basically called him. Uh, you know, go look yeah. into his closet. All right. Yeah, you're gonna like what you find. All right. All the clothes aren't gonna fit because he's too small. <laughs> some people think they're god all right he uh, said that then he said the whole thing about being a narcissist i think my favorite part was um well besides ecf elite college football talk or elite college football uh who is like the biggest college football handle on instagram has like four hundred and seventy thousand people taking my my tweet without giving me credit for it and then and then saying like because like i mean the whole jimbo thing was he's like man some you know our thing just happened to go public. It's like, well, it went public because you publicly called him out in public press conference, <laughs> right? And all of people were very upset about that. Um, it was it was a lot. But let's let's start with the Tennessee stuff. All right. So Tennessee this past week received a notice of allegations, the uh, mm-hmm. dreaded in a way, detailing eighteen NCAA violations. Um, among them, I saw there was um, some trips to the nail salon. Um, Dow payment hey, for vehicles. I'll tell you what, Tyler, probably the only happy ending they had in Knoxville that entire tenure, huh? Uh, Am I right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. This guy. Talking about hand um, jobs, y'all. <laughs> um, $60,000 in inducements, which I, to this day, even though NIL is not really supposed to be for inducement, seems kind of laughable. That was um, not that much. That's That was my main question for you off the bat was – Initial thoughts on how how much that was because it was not that much. Sixty thousand. You know, you start to hear the numbers now about some of these QBs, eight million for the same school. Um, now again, you could say that that's not an inducement for the kid to come play for you, which I would probably disagree. Um, they did the whole Arizona State thing where they during the COVID dead period they just rampantly had players on campus when you weren't supposed yeah. to. Um, they went on excursions. Which, to by the way, again, shut up. Is that real? <laughs> yeah. 
They took him to Gatlinburg? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if y'all don't want to fucking come here after going to Dollywood right now in the in peak COVID, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, brother. Yo, if you still want to go to Alabama or Georgia or Florida, after we just took you on the the, the roller coaster of a lifetime through the Dahlonega trail mines in, in Dollywood, I, then fuck y'all. I, I just, you know what my favorite pigeon, I mean, Jesus Christ, that's incredible. I didn't know that pigeon part. I will say, I will say that um, it's wild. I, like, again, bringing people on campus. I told you I was on campus at Arizona State last summer, like, or last May. And they were like, get the fuck out. Like, immediately they were like, get out of here. You can't be here. That's because they know Chris Marler, you know, doing some investigative reporting for SDS, of course. Big J journalist. That's why yep. I, I suck. We also just said we're talking about hand jobs, y'all, for like less than two minutes ago. So, <laughs> well, it's part of the story. It ain't not um, part of the story. They got uh, they were covering players' mothers' rent, which I whatever. Mean, okay, that's fine. Um, car payments, medical expenses, you name it. Tennessee basically doing what is all probably legal at this point, illegally a few years ago. Right. Leading to Jeremy Pruitt being fired, Tennessee moving in a different direction and really a different trajectory since then. Right. Um, what did you think about all this? So the number did stand out to me because sixty thousand dollars is not that much. What was wild to me is if you really think about this. So like Pat Forty was talking about this today, and there's there's a number of takes. I guess I don't but, like to think, man. Yeah, me neither, brother. Never never ends well for me. Um, so. There was there was a like the fact that that like so usually when this happens right like usually when there's like cheating involved the first thing you do as a head coach is remove yourself as far away as possible like and and I've said this a thousand times okay people that talk about Kirby cheating which I I think he did when he was at Georgia Georgia fans don't freak out there's a place that they learn all this stuff from. And the one common factor here is they were all coaches under one head coach. And there's a reason you get guys like Derrick Henry to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And there's a reason why you get guys from, you know, D.C. and DeMatha, right? And, and then, like, you know, fucking Mechie came from, from Canada and, and, like, people from California. There's a reason why you have, like, people come to a place like Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Not Shout just, out Mechie, by the way. Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. Yeah, leukemia diagnosis. But, Awful, um, yeah. but I but I think that <laughs> but I think that all of that stuff. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at a comment yeah. in the comments. Um, but th- I think that all that stuff is probably learned from from the way they did it at Bama for years and years and years. Because you know this is like at a time when we saw it at Auburn. I think that everybody was was getting away with something to to an extent, and it was it was like all over the country. That being said. As much as I will go to bat for Kirby at any point when people say like about him cheating, like where do you think he learned it from? This involved Jeremy Pruitt and his wife. <laughs> his wife. Like Which how is she still with him? Weren't there rumors? I mean, I think the rumors were, from what I understand, very true as to why he left Florida State so fast. That and man that didn't know because... what asparagus was. He also did not know what monogamy was. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, like, but like all that shit, all that shit, like where you're talking about, you know, Jeremy Pruitt, like, like anytime a head coach is involved in that kind of stuff, you remove yourself as far away from it as possible. Right. It's like, it's like, you, you don't want to have that person be like 
remotely close to it where they can be tied to it and get in any kind of trouble. Jeremy Pruitt and his wife were like at the forefront, like it was fucking toys for tots or like drug dealers in the fucking seventies passing out turkeys or every Thanksgiving and shit like that. Like bumpy. What's his name in, in American gangster. It was like, what are y'all fucking doing? And so, and then they're talking, they're talking to, to what's his name about it. Um, to Pat Forty, And he was like, his wife was like very closely related to the university, but the wildest part about all this, right? The wildest part about all this is, because you say what you want to about passing that stuff down and learning it from Saban. Ain't no way you see Miss Terry out there with a fucking houndstooth fur coat on and, a, and handing out McDonald's, you know, happy meals I, full of cash. Hell, I heard Casey Pruitt was working at the McDonald's. Probably so. Probably need to bring <laughs> in some extra money. Jeremy's wife. You know, it's really paid off for her to finally become the wife of an analyst of like a, an, uh, <laughs> I don't an know NFL that. team. I think Ooh. he was with the Giants. But what's crazy about this, too, is this. It was. So, Tennessee is most likely going to get out of this because of it's been five years, right? It's been five years. It's been a full coach ago. And the biggest thing is the NCAA has said is that they were so overwhelmingly cooperative and helpful. Cooperative with and helpful with, with like what they needed in terms of their investigation, that they are going to give them, they're going to lessen any of the issues. Yeah, bring Dan in here. Fuck yeah. Um, Dan's in the waiting room. But like they're going to lessen any of the violations because they they were so, they went so far to help. Like this looks like shit, Tyler. What are you doing? Don't worry. I got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> they went so far to uh Well, to I look show- like shit, so it, it, it all levels out. I'm so close to making my point. Hold on. I know it's been sorry, seven minutes from getting there. Sorry. So, but they, they went so far out of their way to help the NCAA in terms of like finding out like any of the stuff that they're going to get out of like, an, like get out of jail free or get out of jail early kind of card. This is stupid um, <laughs> because of, because of that. But they there were we only, Jesus, but they were only doing that. They were only doing that because they were trying to get him fired, not pay his fucking buyout. Oh yeah. So, so Tennessee cheated. They cheated, and then they realized, like, fuck, the amount of money we spent for cheating didn't give us anything. Now let's go ahead and out him for cheating. It's like the opposite of the Brian Harson thing, but they're somehow getting like rewarded for their own shitty job at cheating. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> There's kids above me that are just like learning all these bad words. That's all right. I mean, hey, look, you got to grow up sometime. You got to you got to learn hard lessons. Um, I mean, I think. I think that's not even the most interesting Jeremy Pruitt thing we learned this week. Um, and if you guys have already covered this, forgive me. I'm known for my non sequiturs, but uh, Nick Saban. Where are you? Are you in the aquarium? We need some Wi-Fi. We need some Wi-Fi. Yeah, what are we doing Wi-Fi. right now, bro? No, I'm at I'm at home. I'm uh, <laughs> I, I am relaxing after the marathon CrossFit workout we had to endure. Oh, um, no one wants to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. The other podcast is where they talk about working out, not this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just we just lost uh, three listeners right there, but uh, <laughs> uh, but he that he had he to educate Nick Saban on what Zaxby's was. Like, there's part of me that wants to believe that Nick Saban doesn't know what Zaxby's is, but then there's part of me that's like, come on, like, the two minutes that you're watching the Weather Channel, they, there you go, product placement, I love it. But no free the two minutes you're watching the Weather Channel, I guarantee you a Zaxby's commercial comes across. Yeah, Dan, listen, I love you to death, and I want you to be on this Facebook Live or this YouTube Live and this podcast, but if you don't fix this fucking audio, because I know that you would be upset if this is our audio, you cannot be on here. 
That's all right. I, just want, I, I just want to pop in really quick and make sure. I love you. you. You're the best. <laughs> I'll right. call you after this too, by the way. I know I, I meant to call you back yesterday, so we'll call you afterwards. You're the man. Keep doing you some are. genius work. Oh, look at that. I fucking love Dan. He's Why great. are we so big? Take us down. All right. All right. We're bad. Let's just get back to where we were. I didn't Emotionally. know. I didn't, I didn't know Dan was gonna be jumping into the green room there. That was cool know? though. Yeah, we should get more people to do that. Anyway, that's. Um, <laughs> somebody said <laughs> this. Po- Trevor Garza said this podcast is for hating Jimbo and shitty production quality. Damn it! First off, <laughs> yeah. First off, we we love Jimbo. It's great we don't guy. love Jimbo, and if you want us to listen, if you want us to be like other podcasts, um, you know, tell us to. Well, there's there's tons of things we could steal from ideas. I so Pruitt, Pruitt described what let me it's like a classier Chick-fil-A, coach. That was the quote. Shut up. A classier if anyone's ever described any chicken place classier than Chick-fil-A, then you know they're from Hoover, Alabama. Yeah. A classier Chick-fil-A. Is there is there a classier Chick-fil-A? Uh, no. No. It Chick-fil-A stands as the classiest of chicken establishments. Yeah. Now I they, will say. By the way, it just Zaxby's is probably a step above Guthrie's. Have you had Guthrie's? I've had Guthrie's. Yeah. I think What's Guthrie's the best fried chicken you've ever had. Ooh. Because I was eating fried chicken right before we came on. That's actually why I was late. You you were Zaxby's? No, it's from Publix. I had Zaxby's yesterday. <laughs> just I was on so a big fried pissed. chicken. Yeah, so, I mean, just turning some protein in, some of them gains, boy. Um, no, I was so fucking pissed because like. I, I'm not an animal. I don't eat coleslaw from a fucking fast food restaurant. Okay, oh, I'm always going to replace that. Everyone's going double fries. I hit the button to replace it, I thought, and I still got... And, like, the amount they give you is like a trough. It's like, here's a bunch of mayonnaise and lettuce if you want it. Like, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'd am I'm. rather... If I want to throw up, I'll, I'll kiss your mom. Oh, sick, bro. <laughs> um, no, I think out of the three... <sighs> I think, or however many, like, I'm talking, like, fast food type chicken places. Yeah. I think, I like Guthrie's the best, personally. Really? I do. Maybe I did like Guthrie's. I want to let you know real quick. We have 15 current live viewers. We had 23 last week when I was doing it by myself. So, oh, people so hate you. Fault. Okay. I know. Well, that's fine. LBB. Um, Can I ask you a question about your thoughts on sweet tea? Sure. Is that the question? Yeah, that's it. That's it. What are your thoughts? On? I mean, I what like it. Uh, I I don't drink it a ton because I, I know it's bad for your health. What's like that? I do like do that. You want hat. this? Does that? Oh, I, does you get that? I like that. Well, well, yeah, I do want it. Well, um, just Mickey, uh, Mickey, share me. Yeah, she does. She's something. She's going to McDonald or going to Miami, which. Um, if you're keeping score at home, Miami was voted as the number one place on PFF's latest poll of uh, places most likely to end a relationship. So everyone, fingers crossed for me over the next five days. So <laughs> notice she wasn't. I noticed she's not tuned into the live chat already. She's so not happy. Are already she's trending. Not. No, she's turning poorly. <laughs> she was upset with me because I, I ate all that Zaxby's yesterday and was like shitting on uh, coleslaw. She's a big coleslaw fan. So oh uh, yeah, well. Yeah, people are passionate. Um, you want to help me move, by the way? I got to move next week. You want to help? Anybody in here wow. want to help me move? M- Moving is the worst. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm going <laughs> to just go ahead and say maybe. Let's go Let's go with maybe. I'm kidding. Uh, I got I'm kids. You know? um, speaking of Nick Saban, 
Dude, well, hold on. Are we done with the, uh, the what do you call it thing? Well, we could talk more about, uh, oh, look at who's clocked in and locked in, baby. We're ready. <laughs> You're getting text messages on the side. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Mickey says, you going to know to see your Seminoles lose first week? No, I will go there to see them win. I won't be there at all, but yeah, we'll probably lose. You're probably right. Um, what, 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 do we, what do we want to finish up with, with the Jeremy Pruitt stuff? I mean, I, to me personally, I think it, it – they're not, are they getting any sanctions now? Because if they are, I think it's a little unfair. None of these kids were probably involved with any of that stuff. That but see, the but here's the thing. Again, like that's that's kind of the point I'm making. Like, okay, so are they going to get out of this scot free because of the fact? Like, there's no way the administration didn't know this was happening, and then all of a sudden you're going to sit here and tell me like, um, ooh, Kevin Barry, we need to add that to the to the bottom. Mickey Sherman says, hey, Liz. Um, no, there's no way you're going to sit here and tell me they didn't know it was happening because. They did know it was happening. That's why they were trying to find all this and out it as like a reason to get him fired. Again, this is like the Brian Harson thing, but but arguably worse. Like because like they they were okay with it and they gave it like you know a thumbs up. And then once it went south, they're like, oh shit, we need to get him fired. What, oh, what can we do? All that cheating we knew he was doing. Let's just out him on that. So we don't have to pay his buyout. Kind of seems like a shrewd move. In all in all honesty. Can you imagine that also the upper hand? Like, imagine, like, imagine Jeremy Pruitt seeing this or hearing this and knowing that he now has to go fight and prove otherwise. Like, every other, every other coach gets their buyout, right? Jeremy Pruitt having to, like, go to court to eloquently prove why he deserves to have this buyout. Like, the man. And didn't Jeremy know Pruitt, what a scary- I think. Take- he, he, I kind of take him as a guy that would say, I don't need representation. I'll represent myself. <laughs> your Honor, officer, <laughs> officer I, you can call me, I'm a judge, you can call me Your Honor. Your officer, listen, here's the thing. Here's my thing, first off. Speaking I mean, of honor, here's to honor. No, don't do no, that. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so not much. doing it. But he would do that. He would do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, what, all right, what are we talking about next, Kirby or, or Nick? Uh, let's go. Since we were talking about Nick and the Zaxby's thing, let's talk about. Did you know this? Do you believe this? Because uh, former, I guess, it's the least beat reporter story. I feel like, but yeah, this is John Talty. John Talty, yes, he said in the same book. I think that came out that was talking about the Zaxby's thing. Maybe no. Do you know who John Talty is? He's a former beat reporter. No, he, so John Talty is no. a very respectable journalist, and he was actually sitting in front of me when I asked the the. Brian Kelly question. John Talzi and I kind of got into it last year because he started a podcast called First Down South. And I made the point that you are literally at best second, second down south to come up with that. Um, he's a great guy. He's actually a really, really good uh, journalist. Like, like just incredible in terms of his sources, all the stuff he's able to get to. And, and like just he works for AO.com, but he's he really is great at what he does. And and uh can't say enough positive things about it, but he wrote this. He wrote a book, and he was in the book saying that Saban wanted to leave after the kick six, and I, <laughs> I, I don't. So, so there was okay. There's there's rumors that he wanted to leave and and take over Corso's thing, or just or take over like, or be on College Game Day, but there's no way he was going to go to Texas. Would he like do the whole uh, like mascot thing? No. Can you imagine Saban doing that? Hey, everyone. Yeah. Like holding up the- <laughs> ah, fuck it. <laughs> it just <laughs> throws the thing. No, I mean, 
Um, I don't. I mean, I can't see Saban doing that. I can't. Like, no. have you ever been to? Have you ever been every to game week day? traveling? Like, you, you imagine him going to Oregon, waking up at five a.m. to go do game day, brother? I couldn't imagine anyone going to that fucking state. Um, right, brother. Hell right. Uh, no, I, I couldn't imagine him doing that. But also, I do think he'd be really good at that. Like, he's really good at some of those because of his insight and stuff like that. But at the time, you're talking about 2013, he, he would have gotten a $10 million a year contract from Texas, and he would have gone to Texas. That would be interesting. Maybe yeah. then Arch Sark oh. goes to Bama. Arch. Uh, I, don't know. I hate that. Yeah. The domino effect that would have happened is, is stupid. I do think it is true. And I do think that Saban had just won three out of four national championships. He had proven once again what he was able to do. But it's also at the height of, he was like, is this really what we want college football to be? I, I tell you what, you could make the argument, and people think, people are going to think I'm crazy when I say this. You could make the argument that Lane Kiffin coming to Alabama saved, I don't want to say saved Nick Saban's job but it saved Alabama fans and saved the program from Nick Saban leaving because that is a, like, you just lost the kick six. You get your ass kicked in, in the sugar bowl by Oklahoma. And this is at a time when Alabama was not built to defend that kind of like offense. They were not that good. Like in the defense, we, we did a, we did a space on it like a couple of nights ago about how the kick six and just how fucking, I mean, God, those, those some of those linebackers were built like me last year. Like just a tough scene. Everyone, no, who would want to be? I mean, some of those middle linebackers just a five eleven two sixties, not great. Um, but I do think you can make the argument that that Saban Saban brought in Lane Kiffin, and I don't know if this is a well known story, but I'll tell it. He brought in Lane Kiffin when they were going through their their practice and, and notes for the Sugar Bowl, and he asked Lane Kiffin, you know, look at our offense. Where where are the issues at? Right, where are our issues here? And Lane Kiffin goes up on the board. And he writes five numbers on the board. It was like nine or two, nine, four, 27, and 88. D'Andrew, D'Andrew White, who's a receiver, TJ Yeldon, Amari Cooper, Derrick Henry, and OJ Howard, the tight end. And he was like, these are your five best playmakers on offense. Get them the fucking ball. It's not that hard. So he brings in Lane, and Lane you know, transforms that offense. And you have the SEC player of the year for three straight years and you win the sec three straight years. I mean, like he, he, he was responsible for all that. Ooh, I love that. I love this idea also by Cameron camp here, which is we're going to clip what you just said and, and we're going to put it out there and we're going to add Kiffin and he's going to retweet it. Kiffin loves us. <laughs> I mean, Kiffin is a, like Kevin's a big fan. Um, yeah. Shout out to my girlfriend, Liz, who did not know what the kick six was. Ooh, I'm glad she didn't know you at the time as well. That was probably a pretty depressing night. I will say that we don't usually like to talk about dirty talk on air, but you saying that you don't know what the kick six is, whispering that into my ear, that is... It, I mean... Man. Man. Your boy is bricked. <laughs> All right. <what>? All right. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's talk about... The saving thing is interesting. We yeah, it didn't happen, that. though. It's, it's a hypothetical. Yeah. Almost happened. I do think it lends some insight into the fact that he was never going to have some, you know, this is my last year Coach K bullshit where every game he's like giving a speech. Yeah. And I think he's just going to leave when he's ready and nobody's going to know until it happens. It'll be this year. <clears throat> but yeah, I know. Um, all right, let's talk about Kirby. What are your thoughts on this? So Kirby basically 
Has he been, he, he's kind of been beating this drum for a while, hasn't he? That he wants to move the Georgia Florida game to uh, a home to home series. As somebody that talked about Kirby Smart no less than a week ago at SEC Media Days, uh, personally, I will say I don't know, I don't know, but like I, I he like all the reasons why he wants to make sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trevor, longtime listener, Trevor here said this is the fourth time that you've told that story about the five. Is it really? <laughs> That's good. I love that. Hold on, Let's, Trevor, we got to keep account. <laughs> in the comments, in the comments, please list other stories that I have said repeatedly <laughs> and then don't remember saying, because I know there's got to be a bunch of, I, and I always start, I'm like, I'm not sure if y'all know this. Um, and and they, you guys always say, that's good, Trevor. That's good. Point for Trevor. We should start keeping, we should make this like a point system with our, with our audience. This is good. I like that. Like uh, around the horn, you know? Fuck that show. But anyway, so the thing with the thing with Kirby wanting to move this thing. So he said, what exactly? Well, he basically said it, it kind of it negates like that's that could be a huge recruiting weekend, right? To to right. host Florida on in Athens, you're gonna get a ton of kids, and it, it it basically limits. It kind of gives them as if Georgia needs any other help recruiting players. It it, it provides them one less weekend to do so. Um, well, it's also in a pretty big time, like you know, and weekend, you know. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this game has been in Jacksonville outside of maybe what one like ninety four, ninety five. I think it moved for some reason because uh, of uh, they were fixing up. Hold on, Georgia. But since nineteen thirty three, nineteen thirty three, it's been in Jacksonville. Yeah. And we, we also remind me to tell you the fucking all time clapback that Chris Doring had on Georgia fans this week. Um, okay. So, yeah, so it's been in Jacksonville. Oh, wow. It was played in Savannah one year, 1930. But it's, it says here it's been in Jacksonville for every year, besides the two you mentioned, which was 94, 95, um, since 1933, which is the first year of the SEC, which is kind of kind of wild. Yeah, that is. I didn't realize. I would have thought that would have been a later move. That's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, I, Kirby basically just wants more advantages for recruiting, in a sense. That's what this kind of feels like. Right, and so then you talk about from a financial standpoint. It bring how did we go down to eight fucking viewers? We had like twenty a minute ago. Um. Anyway, so uh, it it went from there was like I think it's forty five million dollars that each team gets from going to play this game in Jacksonville, right? Or at least for Georgia, whereas it would only be 15 million they would get for playing this in Athens. I I don't if it's a 30 million dollar thing that you I don't think Georgia has to have a 30 million dollar surplus in the budget. Like I don't think that's like something they that they like desperately need, but 30 million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's probably that's what ACC schools make in a year. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Compared to the SEC making like a hundred million. But anyways, that's cool. Georgia Florida weekend is better than Christmas. It's not. I happen to love Christmas, so I wouldn't agree with that. We need to still go to Georgia Florida this year. I, I just and maybe it's something that we'll we would get a better idea of if we went down there. I just don't think like I, I mean playing that game in Jacksonville, there is there is a part of it, at least for me, like the party seems awesome. The party seems like legit. But there's a big part of it for me where I look at it, I'm like, this kind of seems like it fucking blows a little bit. Like, like the atmosphere, there aren't that many games. I feel like maybe I'm maybe this is just kind of in a prisoner of the moment. 
but it doesn't feel like there's been that many games recently that have been super close. The 2019 game was a seven point game. It didn't feel like it was that close. I mean, the 2013 was a 23 to 20 game. Um, the 2012 game was close. I just, but a lot of these games don't really feel like it. Like, I don't think playing in that stadium, it, it's not even a cool fucking stadium. No. I mean, it's, it's fucking Jacksonville. You know what I mean? And, for the and most like, part, I, 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 you know, I, I understand that, like, if it's maybe if both teams are at a peak, like, it's cool to see, like, the half blue, half red. But right. typically, one of the teams, or at least over the last decade, hasn't been that great. And it's like 70-30, one, one fan base. Right. Because one team doesn't want to fucking be there. Yeah. I, and I will, I will say this. Like, one of the issues that somebody brought up, they were like, well, what are you going to do with, with, with Christmas break? Also, Trevor Garza is now throwing out all the stories I've ever told in here. And he's, <laughs> you did he's ask wrong. for people to do that. He's so. wrong about the one he first mentioned. He's, he's, he's saying the wrong person. Um, <laughs> Cam Camp says, the atmosphere is sick outside the stadium, but inside the stadium is pretty mid. William Gray, who's a diehard Georgia fan um, and drives a Camaro because he's a fucking badass. Um, who, uh, what do you go? He he said that Jax is a shithole. That's like spot on, Willie. Like like that's that's it's not a fun. I don't feel like that's like that fun of a place. But like the other and another here, thing, <laughs> Cameron Camp. If you are over the age of twenty five, you can't say mid. So I'm just gonna say that. Ooh, he also is having a fall wedding, like a bitch. Damn. <laughs> he invited me to it. <laughs> Sorry, Cam. Love you. I got my invitation. Appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I might be there. Um, you're still one of my favorites. No, I think um, maybe I won't because part of it's in here. Uh, anyway, I think that um, – okay, my bad, Willie. I think I think part of it is like you wonder what that looks like because you played it there once, right? You put it there in, in Gainesville and in Jacks or Gainesville and Athens – there's going to be a, a weird look to that, right? Um, I don't know. Because, like, okay, one easy example is think about Bam Auburn and the Iron Bowl. Paul Feinbaum was talking about this today. It's his birthday, by the way. So happy birthday, Paul. I know he's a big listener. Um, but he said he said that, like, one of the reasons they knew they had to switch out the, the Iron Bowl from Birmingham because Bama would play a lot of their big games in Birmingham um, – it was, they would say stuff like, uh, like he was like, like the AD for Auburn, David Housel was going to like be like brought to his seats. And the, the usher who's like at a, you know, supposed to be split down the middle is wearing a roll tide button or something. Right. Um, I don't, they started playing that game half at Bryant or half at Legion field for the Bama years. And then half at Auburn, that's a little bit different. So I don't know. I just think. I, like it'll be weird to get used to, but I mean, how much? Paul brought this up too. He said, "You guys are talking about this, this like yearly, this annual cocktail party, and we do this whole thing where it's like, you know, we have we have um, this giant game day set, and we have like the fine bomb set. It's live." He's like, "We do that from a parking lot in Jacksonville. Imagine doing that that weekend in Athens, at a place like Athens near the Arches, or in a place like Gainesville, like near the swamp. Like that's that's so much cooler than a fucking. He didn't say fucking, but he said uh, motherfucking. Um, what do you call it? parking lot in Jacksonville? So yeah, and I just, I mean, I'm always gonna side on the on the like doing these neutral site games is such a. It just provides like an NFL stadium, for example. This provides a very sterile environment. Um, and I'm sterile enough on my own. <laughs> CJ. Um, 
the LBB. I get it. Um, Read no, the but, fucking comment, you weirdo. That's an awesome. No, no, I know. I saw that. That's fun. that's awesome. What weekend is that, Crit? Well, CJ, two it's tickets. The fourth weekend of the year. Two tickets. Fourth weekend of the year. So February. Um, February. Fourth weekend of the year. Is We're not going to a basketball game. It's October first. <laughs> um, oh, great! I'm going to be in Austin that weekend. For what? A work trip. Anyway, I'll talk to you about it, CJ. Um, no, but I just like so. You know, for example, Florida State LSU is playing in New Orleans. Why would that not be in Baton Rouge? And then, and then in Tallahassee next year, like I would so much. The next year is in Orlando. Who wants to go to a game in Orlando? Orlando Camping sucks. World Stadium. Really, that's awful. That place sucks. I filmed so much shit there. LSU Florida State matchup in Camping World Stadium, Florida, and Orlando. Great. Have you, ever, have you ever been there? No. Why would I go? We we shot the first year of Texas Pete stuff there, and in the in the thing was just wide open, right? And and it was like. I remember walking in there and I was like, this fucking blows. I don't understand. <laughs> this is a good idea from Drake uh, Castaneda, who says, why don't they do a home away neutral setup? Like a one, one, one. I like that a lot. I do like that as well. I think um, I, I like neutral is fine. If that's, if you do the home and home, you know, it, right. like, you know, Florida state and Alabama are slated to play in like 2029, 20, 2030 or something like that. In Tallahassee, in Tuscaloosa. How much cooler is that than them playing in Atlanta? That's different, though. Because they haven't been doing that for since 1933. I, I get that, but the, the, nobody was nobody that's alive now was born in 1933, so that's what I'll... What? I, don't, I think you don't know math. It's 85. <laughs> I mean, there's... there's Okay. 5% of the population was alive in 1933. Hunter Renfro... Hunter Renfro, <laughs> Bob Barker. Is he still alive? He got old quick. Let's, I'll put it this way. I don't think there's a lot of 86-year-olds listening to the podcast. Not ours. <laughs> no, Tyler, there's a lot of older people in the radio row that got upset about my gambling question to Sam Pittman. Really? They were like, there, you know what? There's just no there's no place for that. There is no place for that in in this sport. And I was like, I remember I walked by there later. There's actually lots like, of places for that. It's almost the place for it. It's, yeah. If you've kept up with anything, it is almost yeah. like the exact place for it. So, um, what do you, you want to get to? Questions from the audience that somebody brought up. We want to do the the yeah the Big Ten thing. So um, this motherfucker. Let me go back. Where are the starred ones? I starred this one. Trip oh, I starred one that should not have been. Okay. Okay. Um, how about Big Ten Commish pretending they are leading the way with realignment and future cultural ball? So obviously, I didn't see this because it was today. What what happened here? Um, okay, so Kevin Warren is talking, and, and Kevin Warren, if there's anything he's going to do, it's it's fuck up stuff for everyone else and then pat himself on the back like he didn't do just that. Kevin Warren, like now, <laughs> Kevin Warren, who Trevor Garza, here's something you can call me out on. Let's not forget, Kevin Warren tried to cancel the whole fucking season two years ago, okay? And I will never fucking let that go. Um, so... Kevin Warren says, he goes, you know, we went out and added two new, two new brands and two new programs and, and, and schools and universities to our, our league. We didn't want to just go out and get somebody. We wanted to go out and get the two best teams that the West Coast had the offer. And he did that to his credit. He got, well, he got one and a half. Yeah. Um, in terms of UCLA. football, I, I mean, I would argue from top to bottom, UCLA is a much bigger get than USC. 
because of the fact, like from a football standpoint, USC has been fucking irrelevant for years now, right? They went to a they went to a Rose Bowl game against Saquon Barkley six years ago that they're still holding like onto. But other than that, like UCLA dominates the entire spectrum of of like you know an athletic department and all the different like athletic events like soccer. I don't know about soccer. Actually, I don't know why I opened with that. Um, <laughs> baseball. Basketball, baseball. Maybe. They're a lot better than USC and a lot of those other sports that are. I would think women make swimming money. and diving. And you got well, you got to wonder how much that's going to make. Is again, flying Rutgers to Pasadena on a Wednesday night for women's volleyball. You're going to have to go to your board and say why that that's even remotely valuable. Yeah, I wonder what Don, Don Imus would have to say about the women's basketball team <laughs> going over there. Fucking not RIP to that guy. Is he dead? <laughs> I think so. I just it's it's crazy how we're just not that far removed from just openly racist people who are allowed to get behind. Yeah, well, like I think he was like legitimately the first person to get canceled. Like that was the first time when people were yeah. like, you, I feel like you can't say that. <laughs> yeah. He called he called the entire team a bunch of nappy headed hoes. That's, their basketball team. And, and this is not like, okay. You know what, Don? Is it Don or Donald? Um, I don't know if you're allowed to say that, brother. And he was like, oh, what are they going to do? Cancel me? Like, yeah, your whole career is over by. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> with good reason. Uh, no, so Kevin Warren, though, he brought up the fact that he got those two teams. And it's so funny watching people that like the Big Ten just pr- like just praise him. Like, he's like, this is like some groundbreaking thing. Like, dude, he went out and got the best team, the best two teams. You could, we, got, we got football from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Listen, this isn't a fucking airline, okay? Like, no one gives a shit how much ground you're covering. This isn't, a, this isn't a fucking cell phone plan, all right? Like, no one cares how many, like, how much 5G you guys have for the Big Ten because it wouldn't be a lot. But, like, what they do care about is you trying to explain to me why I give a single fuck. I'll use the same example of Rutgers going to play UCLA at, like, Pac-12 After Dark is going to suck now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one wants to watch that shit. Anyway, so they bring that up. In, in, RIP. In, who? RIP Pac-12 After Dark. That's like, yeah. we've talked about that, but like when you've had a bad day of gambling, the only way to get more off the rails is to start, you know, gambling on Pac-12 After Dark to try to make it all back. Because usually, had, yeah, usually we had a few bourbons, maybe a couple pizzas, and uh, couple things are not going well. I feel like you're describing just me. Um, <laughs> Dude, I love pizza. Come on. But but like the whole thing he said was he goes you know let's go out there and and like what we want to do is we want to be at the forefront of of what we're doing we want people to look back at here he, he and he started off like and as someone that starts sentences if it don't make a lot of sense to get to the point I get it but he was like I, I grew up and my favorite thing was my parents would would give me a Sears and Robux catalog to pick out my my birthday gift there's Sears and Robux isn't even around anymore. So, I mean, now you're talking about, I I want people to look at this 30 years from now and think they have been at the forefront. They were, what was the exact quote? It was something like they they were the ones making um, stuff at like the cutting edge. God dang it. Why didn't I just fucking look this up before we ever record? This is so stupid. Hold on. He said, and I quote, uh, I want people to say the Big Ten was ahead of the curve in making these decisions. And I responded like, Bro, you're quite literally a year, a full calendar year behind the curve. I, and it's also funny watching like some of like the coach speak come from this because they asked every coach what they thought. 
And it was like, oh, it's great. We get to go out to LA. That was like PJ Fleck. And then you had like, you know, Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. It's like, you get to go, like you wake up watching Big Ten football and you go to bed watching Big Ten football. How cool is that? And then they asked like cool Scott enough. Frost. <laughs> they asked Scott Frost and he's like, I'm sure um, it'll be great because uh, you'll have, will be relevant. No matter when you talk about relevancy, the Big Ten will be involved. It just like could not have been more like that hasn't been relevant since like 1991. Just put a fucking bullet in my career, please. It just, I'm so over this. I don't want to do this anymore. It's awful. Uh, well, that's 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 pretty funny. Okay, well, the Big Ten. I don't think anyone except for themselves would uh, ever say that they're on the cutting edge of anything. No, including like uh, you know passing the football and you know scoring no. points. Um, all right, in the last comment we'll talk about here kevin barry thoughts on the sec media projections um my favorite thing was that um vanderbilt and texas a&m both have the same amount of first place votes for the championship yeah one of those teams is a proven commodity in this league and the other texas (laughs) a&m I, th- I thought that was legitimately pretty funny. Um, South Carolina got triple the amount. As, uh, South Carolina, people are really high on them, and I love Beamer. The, the TikTok video that came out of him. I didn't like that. It's uh, He goes a little too hard in those. It's like, uh, when he did, you know, when he those, like, those work when you're, like, uh, outperforming expectations, but the minute that, you know, they start underperforming, the TikTok videos aren't going to be funny anymore to Game Gamecock fans, I don't think. Do you remember when Dabo, did you see the Dabo Gritty commercial or Dabo Gritty oh, video? And that's it. I love when, I love when Clemson fans came at like me, I think Brandon Walker and they were like, just so you know, he was doing this when he was raising money for breast cancer. And I responded to one of them and I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, there's a lot of coaches that raise money and don't do shitty fucking dance moves to help do it. I mean, like, I don't, what do you, yeah, that part. This is part of the Gritty. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's ever gonna. Hire That's my stance on breast cancer, y'all. Oh, Trevor nah, Gardner, little, little. Uh, he's upset, but I did think it was funny that you know after all the hoopla on signing day, and I get it; those freshmen are probably going to be contributing next year yeah. or the year after. But Vandy, come on, uh, 158 votes for Alabama, 18 for Georgia. Your thoughts? Because you have picked. On the record, Georgia to win the SEC. Do you regret I that? I stand by that completely. I don't stand by most of my picks after that because I, I posted them and it was bad. LSU <laughs> last. All I can say is it's a long week, man. It's a long week. And and like what I wasn't going to do is get into the overthinking of it. And it was, I, I don't know. What do you regret about your own personal picks? I mean, what were they? Let's pull them up. I mean, like, because people were, I mean, I got ratioed. I don't think I got ratioed, but people were not. The other thing is, since 1992, the media has only picked the right champion nine times. So I don't take too much stock into this, even if it's a a runaway landslide pick for Alabama. Great. Um, Yeah. You think Alabama's going to win the SEC? Do they pick the, I think Bama's been picked every year for the last decade and a half. Yeah. That's craziness. Um, I will say, I think, I think I posted 
My predictions were, hold on. Um, also, a lot of good graphics I came up with this past week. I said Bama 1, A&M 2, Ole Miss 3, Auburn 4, Mississippi State 5, Arkansas 6, LSU 7. Uh, as in the, the West. The East, UGA, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina, Mizzou, Vandy. I will say right now, I think I'm spot on with the picks uh, in the East. I think I nailed that. The only one I would even remotely think about changing is Kentucky and Florida. That's it. Um, the West, I just have a feeling that Auburn's going to be better than people think because they, they just – we think that like – people the Auburn people family, a, man. The Auburn family. People have a, a really difficult time – when you talk, especially fans, and this, this, I ran into this with Arkansas fans because Arkansas fans were fucking furious that I would even suggest they would be sixth. Now, keep in mind, they won nine games last year. They've won over eight games in a season twice in the last decade. They have lost eight games or more five times in the last decade. So for this whole you know, mindset and, and attitude of like, oh, it's, it's like a foregone conclusion. We're going to win this many games. Like, no, it's fucking not Arkansas. Like, you're still not that. I mean, go hogs. I, I love that. And I love Pittman. And I, and I like, I, I will pull for Arkansas every if 11 out of 12 games this year, besides when they play Bama. That schedule you'll apparently be at. Yeah. Cause you're a bitch and you're not going to go. You are LBB. LBB. Yeah. As yeah. always. Living up. Never, Living up to the name. You'll you'll go on a fucking siesta to go play golf with a bunch of I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm not even gonna get to it, so I'm gonna make me mad. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I'll bring Dan. I'll bring producer Dan or somebody that cares. I got Dan a hat from Pebble Beach and so he I think he's gonna sign with me. Did you not get me anything? He asked me for it. You're a motherfucker. <laughs> he asked me for the hat. He texted me a week before. He goes, Get me this hat and he sent me a link. And I said, I'll do that. You're unbelievable. <laughs> you're fucking unbelievable anyway um wow uh vote in the comments right now if tyler should have gotten me a hat <laughs> um okay so i just i think that like when you look at arkansas's record and like you you, you got to go out I, and i said this and somebody of course clapped back but like you open on cincinnati i think that's a win okay let me take you through their schedule um they they return only eleven starters. That's t- or, I'm sorry, twelve. That's tied for the fewest in the or the second fewest in the entire conference. Um, I'm sorry, it is eleven. It's eleven. It's tied for the second fewest in the conference with. And Georgia had ten. Um, they have this is this is who they have. They have Cincinnati. I think that's a win. South Carolina at home probably win. Missouri State. I think it's a win. Then you play a, a neutral site game against A and M, Bama at Mississippi State at BYU. You, I, there's a possibility that you lose all four of those games. BYU, those motherfuckers. They have tw- literally. They have yeah, twenty. They're... That's good. <laughs> they have they have twenty returning starters. That's something Pittman even brought up. So I brought the BYU thing. And they're like, oh, that really matters in conference play. It does. You don't think you don't think that's gonna have any impact on on your season of, of playing? A- Say you lose in like heartbreaking fashion to A and M. And then you get Bama the next week, a team you haven't beaten in 15 years. Say you lose that game in heartbreaking fashion. And then you play at Mississippi State, a team that returns 17 starters and has also played you pretty well, I believe, in the past couple of seasons. Um, yeah, you beat them by three last year, and you beat them by seven the year before. I don't think that that necessarily means that, like, all of a sudden, like, you're just going to, they're, they're like a, a, just check it off that you're going to beat them, right? Um, it sounds to me as if, you started this 
conversation saying, you know what, I'm not confident in my picks to now I'm, basically I'm convincing confident. yourself <laughs> you're very confident. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I am, man. I, LSU last is, is a tough one because they do have some talent. Um, all I, Like Mississippi State, I, I'm just kind of high on because I think that – I don't think the – I think they're probably out of any team in the SEC besides Bama, I think their ceiling and their floor is the closest out of any team. I think the floor for Bama is probably nine wins. I think the ceiling is 12. I think they'll get 11. Um, the floor and ceiling for, for Mississippi State, I believe, is is probably seven to nine, maybe six to nine. The ceiling is the floor. Ceiling is the floor. I just – this is going to be a very tough to, like division, and, and, and I just – they have liberty out of conference too. It, but the biggest thing for me is you look at Auburn – Auburn beat Arkansas by 15 points last year. A bad Auburn team, right? Yeah, I didn't. And then we saw them. I didn't even remember that. That's crazy, right? And we saw them fall apart in in the final weeks of the season last year. Um, I just don't think it's like again a foregone conclusion that they're all of a sudden not going to be better. I think you know at Georgia that's a loss, but they get Auburn could arguably start five and zero, and I think they will. When you play Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, Missouri, and then LSU, all five Isn't games over under that. like five and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd hammer that. I'd fucking hammer that. Well, when we do our over under preview pod, yeah, let's remember that. Uh, last thing here, Drake Castaneda. Mm-hmm. So don't forget to talk about Doring being a Twitter savage, and then we will head out. Did you see what this? happened here? I didn't. I, I I think I saw him tweeting. Something about how he's like at the beat. I can't remember what it was. First off, love Chris Doring. First person I ever met in this business. Also, Chris Doring, like met him in that in that same building in in the Omni. This man looks incredible, by the way. Like just fucking ripped. It just ridiculous. He somehow gets into it with Georgia fans because this is going to shock you. Anything that anybody said about Georgia in any slight negative way was not received very well from fans on Twitter. That does, that doesn't make sense. It's never, never usually the, Georgia Twitter usually takes stuff in, in stride like me. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't, they let stuff go. They don't bring up stuff from the past. Um, so Doring says, um, <laughs> Somebody brought up Chris Doring, Chris who? And Doring said, because uh, he because he predicted that Kentucky will beat Georgia. Okay, you know it's at Kroger Field. You don't just roll into Kroger Field and come out with a victory, right? So this guy said Chris who, and it it did numbers, bro. It had one like and one quote tweet, Qu- one quote tweet. <laughs> Teat, I love that. That quote, Teat, <laughs> was Chris Doring saying, you remember the guy who caught six touchdowns against your boys in two wins where we scored 50-plus in each? Other Georgia fans came at him and started trying to talk shit about it and were like, oh, were you – like one and one guy that I love to death, his name used to be Dale Roback or whatever his name is from Set Brothers – he made a comment like, "Oh, since we're living in the past, are you out here listening to crisscross jump jump and watching Melrose Place?" And he's like, "No, I'm out in Maui with my kid uh, after I just talked about football on TV for a week and got paid to do it." 
Doring, oh, Doring, he just was ready to start swinging. He had a couple Palomas out there in Maui. Doring also was very open with me about um, meeting Liz. And he said flat out, he's like, where's your girl? And I was like, uh, she's going to come up here later. And he was like, you can gain some weight, huh? I was like, I don't know why that was the transition. Uh, but yes, I guess I, get, I put some like, I don't know if you've on. noticed, but I'm in the best shape of my life, including when yeah. <laughs> so, so he was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring... Chris, try, I'm not trying to lose tickets, CJ. We're going to go to the game. It'll be great. You guys are going to win every game. We're Change your prediction now, Chris. <laughs> Arkansas goes 10 and, 12 and 10 and 1. Dude, 10 and 1. They only play 11 games. It's going to be sick. Um, anyway, he was just very open about it. He was like, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to bring her up there if you're going to be up there. And I was like, ha ha, LOL. Expecting one of my good friends like Dorian to be like, no, nah, man, it's be good to meet her. He's like, probably a good move. And that's the last I've talked to him. <laughs> and in I fact he's been texting night. Liz <laughs> probably so probably so so uh he'll be in Miami this weekend your girl will be in Miami this weekend it's gonna be fun Miami, yeah but if you guys are in Miami this week hit up hit up Liz and her bachelorette party and send video all right we're right at kidding. an hour so we'll go ahead and call it hey listen if you're on here give us a like comment real quick uh, we actually need y'all's help with this um next week we are going to start our previews. What's it? August, right? So we're going to start our previews, our team previews getting into it. Because I don't know if you know this, but there's football next week. Next there's week? football. There's football on next week. Yeah. Not it's college. It's like, no, it's like a fucking like Hall of Fame game or some shit. Damn. I know. We're fucking back, baby. Julio I Jones went ahead. The Bucks today. I mean, what the fuck's out well, I mean, you guys didn't fucking resign him, okay? You guys, I thought you I'm gonna get, I'm gonna say you guys because I am a Falcons fan. You guys are <laughs> fucked this up for the last time. Um, anyway, no. So the other thing is, uh, we we are going to do a um, what do you call it? A preview of every team. Um, we're even gonna do Texas. I already got our boy Cal Umlug um, to join us. He's gonna do that. Uh, we're gonna get Robert Barons for A and M. I don't know if he's happy with me right now, but it'll be interesting. But I want to hear from you guys who we need to inter- like who we need to break down first. Um, oh god, yeah, Liz I mean, McConnor. Oh, cool. Um, so let's not do the traditional people who cover teams. Like, if you're gonna say Georgia, don't say like David Pollock or Aaron Murray. Like, we want who do you guys like to tune in on? Think yeah. they're funny because you you know the vibe of the podcast. Who should we get? We're gonna get Mike Andy? Griffith. Vandy, not sure. You know who Mike Griffith? You know what Mike Griffith said to me as after I interviewed him. I don't. You know, you know who Mike Griffith is, right? Yes. Okay, he's a big name for Georgia. He's and he's like kind of a. Read Liz's comment. I got to tell you this. I, I, I saw. Um, so he yeah. said afterwards, he was like, he was like, "Hey man, just I just want to let you know you're doing a great job. Keep this up." Um, and I was like, really? He's like, yeah, man, there's a niche, there's like a niche for this. And there's like a, a part of like the, the market. He's like, you're, you're doing great. Um, really enjoying like the stuff you guys are putting out. And I was like, that was really nice and really yeah. unnecessary. He didn't have to say any of that. So that was super Let's awesome. On the pod. Yeah, Mike we're going to, that's the guy for Georgia. So, um, yeah, Trevor, let him know. I appreciate that. All right. All right. Close it out here, Tyler. All right, guys. Well, okay. Listen, if you listen to us on the podcast form only, we really appreciate that. Obviously, that's what we've been doing since day one. So go give us a, a review and a five-star uh, review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. 
If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Hit the like button. It really helps us out a lot. Trevor said, how is there only 18 people on here? I'll tell you why. Because we're not getting you guys to click, subscribe, and like enough. So yeah, go do it. fuck, guys? It'll help us. We're already at 17, so we're already losing people. Anyways, I'm Tyler. That's Chris. We'll I'm be Chris. Back next week for actual previews of two episodes next week. Let's go. Let's go.